Good day to you, my friends. Welcome to Office Hours with the Sneaker Savant. I'm your host, Shuv Cohen, and today's discussion includes new Kobe's, more Sakai amalgams, the plans behind reps, dunk mids, and the 2020 bootleg renaissance. As per usual, I'm joined by your instructor, the Sneaker Savant. We were talking about uh, Kobe's, and you had posted about, um, hey, uh, is this Lakers colorway, uh, these mismatched Lakers sevens, going to be uh, the next Kobe before the contract ends? So uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, the, what people – I mean, I was kind of shocked the responses I got. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit – I don't know. And some smart, well-known people in the space also gave me, like, kind of the responses I was not expecting. And they mm. were saying, the contract's over, the contract's over. No shit. I know the contract's over. I was quoted in Footwear News talking about how the contract's over. I know that the contract's over. What I what I could tell you is that the contract is not actually out of commission until the end of 2021. Right, the end of this year, yeah. Yeah, so we still got seven, six, six seven months to, to, to get shit out. From what I've heard from my source at Nike is that they had created anywhere from eight to 12 different pairs of Kobe's that were set to come out this year alone eight to 12 different colorways of Kobe's that were set to come out this year alone that they've already produced. So plans for these were in motion before Kobe actually, uh, I want to say before, well, maybe not. I was going to say before Kobe died. Yeah. So it takes 18 to 24 months for a, a pair of shoes to come to market. So they, they submit the plans 18 to 24 months ago, and uh, they had it for 8 to 12 different pairs of Kobe's, all slated to release in 2021. The fucking contract is over at the end of 2021. It's not over today. It's not over tomorrow. It's over at the end of 2021. Right. So there are still presumably five to seven more Kobe releases that can come out. They can come out. Nike can release these five to seven colorways before the year is out. So I'm not positive if that's how this works. I'm not positive if, if uh, the contract was supposed to be, you know, over in 2022 and they were supposed to release in 2022. But I know that somewhere right now, there are probably 100,000 Kobe pairs of Kobe's that have been created and we can't, you know, I don't know exactly what the colorways are. I don't know exactly what the models are. But if you do a quick Google, a quick Google search, you can find, I mean, there's an article by uh, Sneaker News that shows eight to 12 different colorways that were supposed to come out this year that came out at the beginning of the year, well before all that news of, um, well before the news that the, the, the contract will be ending did. Right. So, I mean, like, okay, so November 7th, 2020 on uh Oh, House of Heat. I mean, we got there, there's 10 different pairs of sixes that are supposed to come out. So that sevens pair, I saw that sevens when I was scrolling through Chinese social media on WeChat. Uh, <laughs> sure. It, yeah, this really new, this not really new, but this uh, known, well-known uh, fake manufacturer who, who actually posts things like shoe plans and shoe designs. And uh, all the different pictures that you see have come across my, my feed are most likely from him or you know a similar account uh he posted those and i don't you know i don't read uh mandarin or cantonese so uh what he said in the caption i didn't know what he said in the caption but what it made me think of was are these actually going to release this year these sevens because he doesn't just show old shoes for no damn reason 
Right. So my idea was that maybe he knew something more than we knew. We knew. So that's what I was asking. And everyone's like, oh, the contract's done. The contract's done. No shit. I know that. It's like, that's not what I fucking asked you. I asked you if you thought, I asked you your opinion. Do you think that these will be the next pair that comes out? Now, a couple people were like, nope, those are the yin yangs. Those already came out. Those are not the ones. Yeah. And pretty much everybody else was like, who contract? Yeah. Yeah. We fucking know. Yeah. I mean, and that could also be a, a, a function of, my distancing myself from Instagram a little bit because I could have explained that a little bit better in the caption. I guess, but it was such a basic thing to read into. I guess I shouldn't expect people to have basic common sense these days. Well, I mean, yeah, to me, I I was just shocked with the the lack of uh, depth at which people saw the post. Yeah. I mean, this keeps happening. Um, Not only are they being like super shallow in their responses, but pretty much every time you ask anybody to, you know, give you a little more detail or support their argument. They're straight up gone. I got one today, dude. Uh, when I posted a picture of fake cause and uh, one guy responded like almost immediately. He said, these are so fake or something like that. And uh, I responded like, um, can you add a little more, bit more detail? <laughs> he responded, no speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, I mean, like, I don't know. That's kind of what, I mean, that could be true, and that's funny if it's true. Um, it could be, like, just his way of telling me to fuck off. I don't know. Oh, dude, this is funny. I found I found it. He goes, pattern is, was, off. Yes. <laughs> you were like, my guy, way off? Can you be more specific? No speak English. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was good. I mean, and that's kind of how, I mean, like, that's how a lot of these dudes in this space operate. It's about how they feel, and it's about, you know, their initial impression, it's never about like an actual, you know, an actual piece of right. evidence. It's about how you feel. And and that's why I like, and that's kind of tying it back to the Kobe thing. Like, dude, there is ample evidence that there were supposed to be seven to 12 pairs of Kobe's, eight to 12 pairs of Kobe's coming out in 2021. <laughs> there is ample evidence of it. So a picture that I see coming across a guy who uh, is generally ahead of the curve and me asking if this is possibly one of those releases and for everyone to, to to drop it back to the contracts over was just like, okay, I give up. This is fucking stupid conversation. Yeah, dude, I feel you. I'm like, I'm looking at the comments on the, uh, you were just talking about the cause post. Um, so obviously there's a lot of people that do no details. And then you've got our homeboy, Rotuki, yeah, who, man. you know, he's a good friend of both of ours. He's a really sweet dude. <laughs> but he's just like blowing people up. He's like, yo, I got a lot of sneaker quote unquote experts in the comments, but then he hits you with every little detail and what's he, what he sees and why he sees it and why he thinks it's good or bad or whatever. Yeah. It's not that hard to give people the reasons, you know, you have them, but if you're afraid to give them to somebody, they're probably wrong. Well, and it's not only that, like most people probably don't have the reasons. All they have is a feeling. All they have is an emotion. They do not have an actual reason. Oh, you know where we're going. We're going shaman style. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the shaman. I mean, and the, there's so many sneaker shaman out there that at, at a point, like that's, you know, and that's kind of the crux of my whole eBay, my whole eBay complaint. Like I don't, I don't trust no. any sneaker shaman. I don't trust uh, the stock X shaman. I don't trust, you know, anybody who just looks at something. Oh, I could tell right away. Right. I just, I think it's just so silly. Cause I mean, it, like I said, I did 700 fucking authentications last month alone. And I mean, even when I know a shoe is not authenticated or is not uh, faked, I still check it. 
you know, I yeah. still check the signs, right? Just because, because I got burnt one too many times on it. So right. I mean, like, just to, just to profess that you know, like, I mean, okay, cool, you know, all right? Now, why do you know? No speaking right. English. <laughs> <laughs> the pattern is was off, my guy. <laughs> that was a funny one. All right, uh, but you get the you get the code. I mean, like, I'm looking at the Kobe release date right here. I mean supposed to be the Kobe six all-stars, Kobe five hall of fames, which did come out, the Kobe six three D's, Kobe six Del Souls, Kobe six uh, breast cancer awareness, Kobe six uh, looks like pop. It says, I don't, I don't recognize that name. Kobe chaos, uh, orange County, 3d Lakers. I mean, like there's no sevens in this list from uh, house of heat, right. but like it does show you that there are plenty of pairs that are actually completed out there. They're just waiting for shipment. Maybe they're just waiting for orders, or are they just going to be uh, scrapped and put in the regrind pile? Yeah. So everybody, um, Savant just did a very basic Google search to find this out. So if you're like missing info, try yeah. to find it, and maybe you'll find it. Yeah, if you're interested enough. Like me, I'm I'm definitely interested enough because the Kobe thing is just. I would like to have a pair of sixes and maybe a pair of eights before this whole thing is over, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get those pairs just because I'm not, I'm not trying to spend, you know, $500 on a pair of shoes that I'll wear once a year. Yeah. Right, man. I don't do resale. No, thanks. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's an interesting conversation. Once, when, once the next Kobe releases come out, people are going to be going wild for them and everyone's going to be trying for them. And I'm going to be sitting here, uh, reposting this post and saying, remember I said that, you know, more Kobe's were supposed to come out this year, you know, or should and I, we were all being it? dicks about it. Yeah. Should <laughs> I just respond with the contracts over, but the contracts over. <laughs> tell oh Nike, God. tell Nike, tell the sneakers app, the contracts Let over. Yeah, I know yeah, Go ahead and text the sneakers app, buddy. Yes. Put on your box logo shirt and text the sneakers app. All right, let's let's go on to the fucking worst sneaker of the entire year. Uh-oh, according to Matthew J. Wealthy. Oh yeah. Matthew J. Wealthy. All right, yeah. Worst sneaker of the year. What do you think? Oh God. So these these JPG slash Nike slash Sakai. What the hell are those? Oh man. That's no, funny. no, 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 no. Those are bad. You hate those, huh? I it's like they they put baseball genetics into a monster shoe and I don't I don't do this. People named Kyle are going to be wearing these shoes. <laughs> I have a good friend named Kyle. What's up, Kyle? Kyle might be buying these JPGs. Well, I would actually give him props. I I I kind of like them. No, I, no, I don't, don't say that. One of the things you notice when you follow uh, Chinese social media for sneaker stuff is that there are a never-ending fucking supply of sakai nikes at this point right they've made so many fakes of this shoe uh the the 8 10 12 iterations before this they're posting them every day every account is posting them every day every day still because i don't think they've been able to sell every single one that they've made I, i'm so sick of seeing different colorways of, of the sakai nike uh waffles LDVs, the 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 blazers, the blazer low. Like to me, it's okay. It's it's we're overdone. This is done. This is mm -hmm. too much at this point. That's it was really cute when we had the first, you know, four pairs or whatever. That was cool. And then maybe the second iteration, which I really didn't care for, but it was like, okay, you got a second iteration. And now we've got 
this new iteration, which I personally, I'm really into like the woven shit. I really like right. all the Nike wovens. I think it, it's a good look. I think these look like they could be an N7 shoe. Uh, and I yeah. think in different colors, like if, if they did this shoe in like, I don't know, just think of like maybe black, uh, volt green and red or like royal blue or something. I mean, something like that's not like Earth Tony. I think this could be like a fucking slamming shoe. And I would totally, I would totally be into it. Um, I don't like how in the pictures they they choke the shit out of the shoe, you know, because that's not how I wear my shoes. I wear my shoes a bit looser, and I think they would look really good loose. I was thinking that too. That the the pairs seemed like they were just fucking choked laced, you know, like really really tight. Yeah, and in that case, they they look um, they look more like a fashion house sneaker than they do like. A streetwear sneaker. I agree. Yeah. So what's funny also is that I on the Chinese social media, I had seen these before anyone actually posted them, and I was like, okay, is this something new that's coming out? I actually had to Google to see if there was a new Sakai coming out before I saw that wealthy thing. Right. But when you look at it on like the JPG site or the Hype site, it just looks it looks almost super chunky, like a Balenciaga Triple S. I mean, it looks like there's just two, two, there's one, two, three, four, four different uh, midsoles. And then there's, I mean, there's got to be one, two, three, four, five, six. There's like eight different panels for the upper. Mm-hmm. Oh, you remember the Balenciaga Triple S? I mean, they had three different midsoles. And then the upper was just like, upper looked kind of like a puke, but. Um, <laughs> But like I feel like this would look, just look really good if it was like loosely laced. I feel like it would be a pretty cool model if it was loosely laced. All right, all right. So if we take this shoe and we we murder it out, we give it some some volt accents, some some red accents as well. Maybe the stitching's red. Okay, maybe they'll be kind of acceptable. <laughs> but I can't do this goldenrod, grass green, and fucking royal blue shit. Yeah. And you know, you know what though? I think that this is kind of like a. This is also a thing that, like, I feel like I've seen so many different sneaker releases that anything that looks new and fucking weird to me, I'm, uh, I'm all for it, just because I feel like it pushes uh, designers into a new direction. And even if I personally think that it's ugly, I like the fact that it's pushing designers in a new direction. Well, and I think a lot of sneakerheads are not at that point yet because there's still so many different silhouettes that like that already exist that are already proven that already have a a, a long storied history that they have yet to discover that like they're still finding shoes that already exist that they like right yeah. whereas me i feel like i've exhausted the catalog i already know what exists out there uh rarely do i ever see anything rarely is there ever an old model that is new to me that right. I can get excited about. So looking at like a new model like this and seeing it and just going, okay, I don't know that I would necessarily wear it, but I really like um, the fact that somebody took a big fucking risk with this. And I mean, how much, how big of a risk? I mean, you know, for sneakers, the risk is somebody's going to hate on you. You know what I mean? Right. But like, I, I, I like it in theory a lot. I just like where they're going a lot in theory. Did you, was, um, did you see those Air Max Furiosas? Oh. 
So it's a women's release, and I fell in love with them. But it's another one of those things where they did a crazy thing with the soul, and I'm about it. Let me see. Furiosa. I might have seen these. Yes, I did see these. The triple, the double stacked air unit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would not mess with these. Um, but I see what you're saying. It's, it's along those same lines that I'm saying. The, the mm-hmm. upper looks similar to that Sakai. Uh, the bottom, like these, they almost look like a pair of high heels. A little bit, yeah. I mean, just because you have such a stacked heel. You remember right. the, sho- the shoes that had that big ass spring on the back? <laughs> yeah. Oh, those yeah. Spring metal springs. I mean, I used to see people in, I, I, I don't know, people don't really wear those anymore. But back in the day, there used to be the shoe that had a single spring on the back of it. And it was, it was a big ass spring. It was very, 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 uh, Silly looking, but anyway, yeah, I this stuff, dude. I can't hate on it, you know. I don't ne- necessarily like this one, but I do like the fact that pe- that they're trying new stuff. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Just give me give me some new stuff to look at. I've seen a million pairs of Air Maxes. Like we can do some new stuff. Yeah, and I, I mean I love my Air Maxes as much as I do, but like oh once, me too. Once you've had a hundred pairs of them, I mean you've had them all. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there's probably ten thousand pairs out there, like I, I don't feel the need to own any single pair of after the after the bacon's because of my own personal history with those. Uh, I don't really feel the need to own any other pair of Air Maxes again. I think after that. Yeah, you pretty much filled out your uh, filled out your list there. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. All right. So them them JPGs are terrible. We got to that. So I liked um <laughs> moving on to this rep sneaker data sheet. So you had posted about um an actual like specification sheet for how to construct in those uh MCA University blue off white Air Force ones. Yeah. That was way too many words I just had to use to describe a fucking pair of shoes. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. the blue ones, my friends. The, the blue, blue off white Air Force ones. There we go. <laughs> um, dude i think that's really cool that that they they have those at all you know what's your opinion on the uh on the rep sneaker data sheet but i don't i don't totally know what that data sheet is to me it looks like uh, uh it looks like the plans yeah right and that's the first time i've ever seen uh the plans for a sneaker and uh th- this is kind of where it, this is where you kind of realize how deep this stuff goes, I guess. I mean, I mean, for me, right? Because I'm like working on Wall Street. I mean, you, I was an analyst, but you, you could have just called me like a spreadsheet specialist. So knowing that spreadsheets are how a lot of these businesses actually uh, move forward and then seeing just a spreadsheet, just seeing a spreadsheet that, that uh, details the specifications behind a really popular pair of shoes that is in the hands of a fake manufacturer, it, it's almost validating and it's terrifying at the same time. Yes. For those right? of us who like authentic sneakers, that is scary. Yeah. I mean, and people who want to just stick to the authorized version and, and it's like, you you scroll through my comments and you go through rep sneakers on um, Reddit and these guys, the crazy thing about these guys is that they don't release a shoe. They don't sell you a shoe until you are happy with the final product. So from what I understand, you hit one of these dudes up uh, and you, they, they like talk with you back and forth 
about the shoe that they're creating and they show you the flaws and they show you the differences and you can actually say, no, I don't want that one. And you tell them you want a different pair or you want them to fix that one particular thing and they, they fucking fix it. These dudes have become almost like bespoke creators of really popular sneakers uh, with top-notch quality. And here they are with the actual measurements and specs behind each and every single pair that Nike actually creates. Yeah, that's a... That's all I need, man. If if you've got the fucking plans from Nike, like that's a Nike shoe. I don't I don't care. Well, that's and that's also kind of the thing. Like, are these even Nike plans, or are they the factory that Nike contracted to create the shoes and their plans? And then, okay, so there's a guy at Nike who gets this plan. He's maybe a project manager, uh, not at Nike, at the manufacturer. Gets this plan. He's the lead project manager. He just takes a copy of it and passes it down to his buddy who works as a fig manufacturer. Right. Right. So like, how does this, I mean, does this guy pay for this plan? Does this guy get a plan for every single pair that comes out? Like Nike stuff is not necessarily like a premium product. It's right. meant to be, you know, this quote unquote athletic or athleisure, whatever you want to call it. And they're like hundred, $150 pairs of shoes that just happen to make it to the stratosphere because of, pop culture uh just pop culture in general right. right so people are buying and selling these things for thousands of dollars not because they're worth thousands of dollars necessarily or, or because thousands of dollars of work went into them but because of the uh prestige prestige that someone thinks they get by owning a product like this right or yeah you know, some people say the history and the culture and okay well you know sure um but the fact that these are not like luxury items means that do, do, does Nike have to take the steps to ensure that these thousand dollar shoes are authenticatable, authenticable, authenticatable. I just made that word up. I mean, sh should they, should they even, should they care? Right. I mean, like they, they obviously don't because I mean, it, it seems like there's just so many different ways that they can do it that they, they haven't yet done. But I mean, I've heard, they have meetings on this shit all the time. How do they stop this? Right now, you remember six, eight months ago, they they put a lawsuit detailing 300, 400 different websites and Instagram sellers who were promoting the the sale of of fake Nike products. Right. Right. But like, how do you stop it at the end of the day? How do you stop it when your plans are as simple as handing a, a fucking, you know, <laughs> piece of paper <laughs> right you you print off another copy and you're all good you know i i kind of wondered um up until seeing that spec sheet wondering if it was like a reverse engineered type deal you know they grab a retail pair tear it the fuck apart measure all the things compare all the things and you know try to make the most authentic recreation of the of the nike shoe well that's what they said they did with a lot of those older sbs at the, you know at the beginning of the, this latest sb craze was that you know, a, a few of these pairs like Paris's and Heineken's and Stussy's went for, you know, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars on stock X. And people were saying that the buyer was the um, was one of these guys, was one of these fake manufacturers who was just going to reverse engineer the pairs. Right. And I mean, to me, like, why do you even need to do that? There's you could buy, you know, you could buy just a, a, a new pair of dunks and do the exact same thing. Like, why do you have to buy the. Yeah, you know, the original and then rip it apart like it, it didn't make much sense to me but like 
yeah, you would think that that would be the way they do it. But like, also from what I'm told by my source at Nike, is that the you know the Nike production facility, the the, the company that's contracted to to do this, is is located you know like next door to the materials distributor. Mm-hmm. I've so heard that quite a few times. Yeah, so if they're located right next to the materials distributor, right? I mean, and, and then one of these guys just goes, he goes out to a bar, you know, he gives his buddy one of these things. He could just go into the material, materials distributor as well and get the exact same shit. That, that's so funny. This, I can actually bring up a, a tie into to Warren Lotus and everybody was complaining yeah. about the materials and quote unquote Italian leather. And so many people acting like Italian leather is super hard to get a hold of and it's ridiculously expensive and blah, blah, blah. First mm-hmm. off, you can go to any local leather store and get Italian leather. They are the largest producer of leather. <laughs> it's not It's not special. Italian leather is not special. You can get it from fucking Joanne. Right, right. Okay. So the, I think the thing is that when these people are, are trying to recreate a shoe, they want to make sure that they are um, using the exact same material. So like you said, them to be able to go to the same garment supplier and be like, hey, um, I know that homeboy just came in and bought like a bunch of that color change in TPU leather. Can I get a bunch of that to make the same fucking thing? Well, and you know, it's kind of funny too, is I heard that, you know, this um, Renaissance in the, in the bootlegs thing, which I kind of wrote about in that trademark newsletter this week. Yeah. We're going to hit that very soon. I heard that the guy who there, there's like one main dude, one main distributor for all of these companies. And this yeah. guy, I've heard of him. I've heard of him for years. I've heard of him. Uh, I want to say five or six years. And I mean, just the most random contacts that I have made through IG, Facebook, Nike Talk, uh, have have talked to me about this dude. And so you look at somebody who's got like super nice materials on his shoes. Maybe it's Warren Lotus. I don't know. And then you got you know somebody who makes like really shitty plastic repros. They're still getting the same. They're still getting materials and production from the same dude. It's just they are paying twenty seven dollars for a pair of shoes, whereas the guy who's going with the really nice materials is paying seventy five dollars for a pair of shoes. So mm-hmm. the markup, the markup you see between these different uh I, I i don't even know what you would call them i don't want to call them bootleg but i mean for lack of a better word the bootleg manufacturers i mean they're going to the same dude in the same factory who gets the same materials they're just choosing different options to make it work out in their favor yeah people hold nike to the weirdest quality standards you know like you go and buy a t-shirt here and there and the stitching's a little off. You don't normally complain about it. You don't make a post. You don't try to flame Nike about it, but you go and buy a pair of Jordan fours and they're missing one stitch and you, you light Nike up like you never liked them in the first place. Well, I do that uh, for the reason of grading because well, that's your, that's your job. Well, it is. And it's also like, there are t-shirt collectors, I suppose. Right. And there are guys yeah. who, um, it, it's there's still a very weird line in sneakers between collectible and wearable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's nice that there are uh, wearables, uh, you know, but not everything that is collectible is wearable. Right. I don't know. I, I understand. I understand why people hold them 
to that personally, but like when it comes to wearing something, like I, I could give it, I could, I cannot care less. Yeah. Like if it fits on my foot, stays on my foot and protects my foot, it's a sneaker and it's, and it's authentic and I like it. Well, and not just that, but like the damage I'm going to do to it is much greater than the damage you guys do to it. Right. Hey, you're pretty rough on your kicks, man. Yeah. I mean, and that's really kind of a new thing too, that I've been, uh, you know, that I just, I, I, I wear my shoes out, out with my kids all the time now. No, I, I like that. I like that you're using them for their intended purpose and sometimes their unintended purpose. Well, that took me a long time to get to that point, right? Because I used to just be like, oh, I can't crease my shoes. and uh, I, I want it to last as long as possible. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, I, I want to start burning through these things. She's like, can we 86 some of these? They're in the way. Yeah, like I just I got to get use out of them. So definitely when it's time for me to start burning through uh, – Usually the last phase before they're gone is uh, is is river walking and camping. <laughs> you're gonna take them to the river and and you're gonna walk all the way up it. Yep. Yeah, river walking and but then the camping the camping is great because then I just kind of keep them on the fire. You know, I keep them on the on the 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 metal fire thing and they start yep. to melt. The bottom starts to melt. <laughs> Good job, bud. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. But no, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I, we talked about this last episode. I literally couldn't wear all of these shoes to death. No. Like, I, I would die before all of my shoes would. That's, um, and, and <laughs> staring at your own mortality through your shoes is a real, uh, it's a real first world problem. Yeah, dude, that's fucked up. Like, there are people that don't have homes or shoes at all. And here I am thinking about dying before my sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder what my wife would do. Right? All of my sneakers. Do we want to talk about the quote or do we want to skip on to the next bit? I actually, I do want to talk about the guy's quote. So um, we were just speaking about the rep data sheet and there was a caption attached. This is all WeChat shit. Anybody that doesn't use WeChat, like uh, Savant said, it's, Essentially, Chinese social media and tons of sneaker manufacturers are on there, and you can see all that kind of shit. Um, so roughly translated, a lot of people ask me, why do I want to do a replica? I told him, put your mind to it. Fake is better than real. My shoes, because they are true, have helped millions of young people regain their confidence. This is charity. Sunglasses, smiley face emoji. Yeah. So... What do you think? You think this is charity? You think that he is? You think he's helping out the young people of the world? I, you know, man. I when I went to Asia in 2010, uh, I kind of wanted a pair of those Beats headphones. Yeah. But back then, Beats headphones were like three, four hundred bucks, and I'm, I'm and just, they were actually good. I I I definitely used them. Uh, friends had them or whatever, but uh, I knew that I couldn't justify spending three, four hundred dollars on a pair of. Uh, headphones um somebody sold me a set a fake set in um asia and i want to say there were 30 bucks and uh i kind of got over my my need to have some when i had those and they were shit they didn't work well they didn't fit well they didn't feel good on my head uh so when i got back to america i i listed them on um craigslist i just said you know these are fake i bought them in china um you know, 40 bucks or whatever. 
And this right. guy hit me up. He asked me if I could bring him to a spot, and it was on my way to work. So I just went over there, um, and I brought him to him. He said, you know, my kid is bothering me. He just he really wants some $400 headphones, and I'm not going to do it because I know he's just going to break them or lose them. So I'm going to give him these. Uh, he gets, you know, he's going to be able to get through with his, his, his friends, you know, uh, and if he breaks them, so what? And he was really happy that I got him those. And I, I never looked at it in that way. But, like, I kind of look at it in that way at this point, right? I do kind of look at it in that way because I, I don't see the need for it. I don't like the fact that um, a good example is this this Jordan 2 uh, off-white that's going to come out. This is a This is a polarizing shoe for a lot of people. For me, I like it, again, because I like when people are trying new things. Uh, but from what I've heard, 10,000 pairs of each pair of these. And so, again... It was 8,000 last week. It's 10,000 now? Well, he said from 8 to ten, eight to 12 is what he said. 8 to 12,000 per pair. So, okay, cool. rounding to say 10,000. Uh, 10,000 pairs of a shoe that we know could very easily sell probably half a million pairs. I mean, theoretically, like... If they had a sign up for these, how many people would be signing up for resale? How many people would be signing up for retail? Or yeah, for retail. Uh, to where? If they're signing up for resale because they think they're going to make more money, how many of those do you think are going to go through? Because I mean, personally, like I think, I think they could get a, a half million sales on that shoe. Now they're creating ten thousand pairs. That does not satisfy normal demand. And in my opinion, if that's the, the the barrier, you know, if that's the barrier to entry for 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 new sneakerheads, just get a fucking fake pair. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that shoe is probably going to get. I mean, that shoe is going to get in the multi thousands of dollars. And now you're talking to a kid. I made four dollars and twenty five cents an hour uh, when I was sixteen years old in California as minimum wage. Four dollars and twenty five cents. Right. That take me that would take me a hundred fucking hours you know just to get four hundred dollars right that that's two weeks worth of work to get four hundred this would take me I, I mean god knows how long this would take me to save up for that and then at that point like i still have to worry about things like my car and college and rent and Food. you're talking about like, like, like to me it's just it's like these kids are freaking out out there to me, it's. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just running around like it's. It's 115 degrees in Sacramento right now, so we're all just kind of stuck inside, just soaking up the the, the AC right now because it's it's just burning up. But anyway, well, it's 68 degrees over here. Yeah, I wish. My God. <laughs> um, yeah, all that to say, like I, I think as a kid, your priority should be. Uh, you know, your priorities should be not spending $5,000 on a pair of fucking shoes. So to me, um, this guy says, have helped millions of young people regain their confidence. This is charity. I, I highly doubt the dude has sold millions of pairs of fake shoes. Maybe he has. But, like, I, I, I do kind of buy it. I do kind of buy it. And charity yeah. is not the word I would use. But, like, he, he's allowing people who, who – might not be able to get these otherwise. Uh, he's allowing them to, to, to get them and experience them. 
I, I agree with you there, man. I uh, I came up as a, as a kid with, you know, I owned one pair of shoes at a time. And they got worn until they quite literally fell apart. You know, yeah. so we did we didn't have the extra money for for shit like that. And and if if I knew at that time that I mean, I wasn't really into sneakers, but like, so let's say I was and let's say I did want those new Jordans and there was no way I could afford them. But I was able to find this this replica, literally identical pair for a fraction of the price and 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 my family can afford that and now i have big confidence going to school and i'm feeling better and i'm getting better grades and i'm doing better and confidence is a huge thing well and i think also like dude we're kids we're not supposed to be i mean as a kid you're, this is not something you're supposed to be in, indulging in right. and and kids I, I think the unwritten rule about kids with bootlegs like i had i had some bootleg t-shirts when i was young i had some bootleg bart simpson t-shirts some bootleg stussy t-shirts yeah. I, I think the unwritten rule is when you have bootlegs like no kids we're not supposed to call each other out on no just leave it alone man you can know it in your head but just leave it alone leave it alone because you never know when you're going to be on the other side of that mm -hmm. right and and I think kids, when they when they try and call other people out, I think it's I, th I think anyone really trying to call someone else out, unless they're really trying to, you know, floss, is just it's just it's just in bad taste, and it's mad corny, and it it, it doesn't serve any purpose. So I, I I kind of I fault Nike for this. I I think it's just. I mean, I don't know if I should fault Nike or anyone for it, but it, it just because it's the way that you know things are, but I think it's it's. It's kind of getting a. This is the. It's it's almost like an equalizer, and I'm for equalizers. <laughs> I mean, I am, and uh, I've never been able to really do this to buy a pair of fakes and and rock them uh, with impunity. Um, but I totally understand why someone would do it. And if my kid starts begging me for five thousand dollar pair of shoes, you you better believe that I'm not buying them five thousand dollar pair of shoes. That's for damn sure. Nope, you go and go and get them the. You're going to give them the China special. Well, they're both, I mean, even the $5,000 pair is a China special, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I would probably, you know, I'd probably try and steer them to something else. But, you know, and I know as kids, we sometimes our minds are made up and we're not really swayed. That way, when I was trying to buy the Schwinn Stingray when I was a kid, remember that bike? Uh-uh, Stingray. Yeah, the Schwinn Stingray. So it was like a, it was like a chopper version of a regular bicycle. You know, like those low, oh, yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. super long forks and whatnot. Yeah, huge fat. You could get one at Walmart right now for three hundred bucks. There's still that much money. They were one hundred and seventy dollars when I was a child. Three hundred. Thanks, inflation. Yeah, I kind of remember. I kind of remember the low rider bike era. Yeah, no, that was a whole thing. Like for a second there, all of the uh, the middle to lower class white kids were into cholo bikes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> low rider magazine. Dude, I still like them shits. I don't even care. You know, you probably see those bikes a lot more than I do over in Canada. I have not seen one of those bikes. And I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen one of those bikes in real life. I don't They're think really I've cool, man. Oh, my God. It's really surprising how shiny them shits are. I've seen um, a lot of pictures for sure. All right. So we have, um, dude, we are running long. They were 50 minutes already. and We haven't even hit the big thing yet. Okay. Um, but anyway... Two seconds on those dunk mids. They're disgusting. Nobody likes mids. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I, I like the jewels. I don't like the colors. I don't like mids. I thought it was funny. There was one comment in there. One guy said to me, uh, he said, 
you're fucking poser. That one saved my ankle for three months or something like that. <laughs> huh. It's not like, oh, okay. So, hey, Nike, keep making mids so that this one guy, you know, can heal his ankle for three months. Yeah. I mean, his ankle's going to be all right in those. This one guy. Yeah. The one guy who really loves mids and calls everyone else a poser because it saved his ankle. Go for it, Nike. You know, Don't fucking forget about him, boy. Okay. Keep putting those out. <laughs> Oh my lord. All right, so we are going to move on to 2020 and 2021's bootleg renaissance. Yeah. Um it's been absolutely insane how many variations of Air Force 1s, Jordan 1s, Dunks and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Holy shit. What do you think? What's your opinion? Well, I thought it was it was interesting when when uh when Zach Kurtz uh sneaker law firm posted um that Nike had filed that trademark and I actually I talked to my my buddy at Nike and he was like they didn't do that for Warren Lotus they did that for another reason entirely and I, I was asking him it's like yeah this is actually kind of well known around campus that this is what's that this is this is actually what we're doing and he told me about that program um and I thought it was just it was really interesting because when I when I did my own research on the trademarks uh you could see that it it these trademarks go back 20, 20 years with Nike trademarking just a handful of silhouettes. Nike probably has hundreds of, well, maybe not hundreds. They probably have 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 different silhouettes in their catalog, yet they've only trademarked 10. And so it, 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 what he's saying makes perfect sense. My buddy, what he was saying makes perfect sense, and that's, that Nike is going to start offering um, parts for repair of different shoes. And these these 10 or so silhouettes, the parts for those 10 or so silhouettes, uh, and they're going to start giving those to or selling them to uh, restores, recon specialists, customizers. And yeah. so what they want to prevent is they want to prevent um, anybody from just being able to create their own Nike shoes and genuine Nike parts strictly for repair strictly for reconstruction strictly for their uh, sustainability initiative moved to zero and so you know last year was it was so interesting seeing all the different shoes that came out and all the different ideas that came out i mean it was so like before i ever saw the dick shoes like i was like somebody's gonna do a dick shoe and then i saw that dick shoe and i was like Perfect. There it is. All right. We have that shit got posted immediately. You're like, bro, look yeah. at these dick shoes. It was complete. Like the world was complete at that point. And it's funny because I, I, I looked for pictures of the dick shoes on uh, social media and I have not been able to find them for this particular article. So I had to use my old post. Even if you look up Air Sasha, it's really hard to find those dick shoes. So I, I wasn't able to find them again. So maybe they're just wiped off the face of the earth. But this does have some customizers and recon people. And people who have used the silhouette kind of shook, and they think it's it's directed at them. And uh, I think the only, and I was talking with Zach about this as well. The only one that really had to worry, besides Warren Lotus, was um, I don't even know what his name is, but it, it turns into a middle finger. The swoosh turns into a middle finger. Oh, I never heard of you. That's what it is. I've never heard. Yeah, of you. Uh, he just got a C and D from Nike and had to cancel all his orders and destroy all the pairs. Yeah, and he got that because his really looks like a swoosh. Yeah, it's the same fucking thing. It just has fingers in it. Yeah, and that's very similar to the Warren Lotus with the, the mask that looks exactly like the swoosh. And uh, those are the only ones you have to worry. 
I mean, guys like Eric Kai, he's doubling down on production. I think that's his name, Kai. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know the shoes are pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean, like, he's like doubling down on production too. If you if you, if you see, um, a lot of these guys are just doubling down because it, it doesn't really actually apply to that. And right. on first thought, that's exactly what everyone kind of thought was that it applied to these, you know, ninety or so people who are who are uh, creating these different types of um, Jordan One variants. We call them variants. So. I think it's cool that Nike's going to do this, and it made me think of uh, shoes that I would have repaired. I mean, I don't know if there's any shoe right now that I would have repaired uh, just because I could just buy 10 more for the same price that it would cost me to have them repaired. But I think it's cool for people who are really you know, tied to a particular pair of shoes, and I think it's it, it might have you think twice now about just mindless consumption of a new pair. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good idea, especially given their move to zero. And, you know, to to talk about the the effect on customizers, like say they were to offer um, replacement parts for whatever the fuck shoes that they have trademarked so far. You know, I know a few guys that are like personal friends of mine. Um, there's this dude stomping ground customs. He does a bunch of like Dragon Ball Z type customs and whatnot, but he's got to use reps for all of his base shoes because there's just no feasible economic way for him to use a real sneaker to customize well and we don't even know that that uh it's going to be economically feasible if nike does provide it yeah you got a good point there too so the reps i mean you could buy 10 pairs of of dunk reps for you know i mean you could even buy shitty dunk rep dunk reps probably 30 40 50 bucks a pair and uh Save yourself quite a bit of money if you're if you're a customizer, right? Just yeah, to get I, mean, I told you I got them thirty two dollar chunky donkeys a while back. Yeah, and the sole the sole is like probably the easiest part to ensure it looks like <laughs> a regular sole, right? Oh yeah, it was super duper close. It's it's the ones that you know I posted up that um I was trying to put my what the LeBron like fifteen mm-hmm. whatever on on some dunk soles. Yeah, those are the soles from those those fake chunky donkeys. Right. Right. Oh, okay. I was like, I but I'll just rip the upper off because it looks like crap anyway. I'll just reuse the sole. It's just a piece of rubber with a. Does it? Does it? This is a real dumb question, but does it have an air unit in there? In the sole, it does have one in the sole. Well, no, there's, there's. So, um, with my chunky donkeys, it did not come with any form of air unit. I wonder if a real pair. I, I, I want to say, it doesn't. I don't know. No, if you if you if you open up a pair of Air Force Ones, there is actually air for, uh, air unit in it. Right. There is a, a full air unit, full length air unit, um, just under the footbed of the interior. All right. So I have the sole in my hand right now. Yeah. Um. So I took everything from the upper off the the sock liner. Everything's gone. All that's left is the sole plus a little bit of leather that okay. I have not sanded off yet. There right. is a large piece of foam that I can remove from the heel. It goes from about the heel um, to the mid, about your midfoot, right where the uh, Nike SB logo is on the outsole. Okay. And it's just a super shitty piece of white foam. Um, and that's all that's in here as far as padding. So then, okay. So then in that case, it's probably really easy to make those. And they're, they're oh packed. yeah, this is just pour some rubber, man. Put some yeah. some color in, and 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 grab this piece of foam. 
Well, I knew dudes who, when boosts were really big and, and Yeezy boosts were huge and people were doing a lot of customs with the Yeezy boosts, they were buying fakes to, to, to swap them out. And the Yeezy boost fakes, uh, they're definitely a different material and different, definitely a different structure than mm-hmm. most of the, uh, than most of the real ones. Right. So, uh, if Adidas offers something like that, I mean, that's interesting, but I wonder how many, I, I can't imagine that any of these shoes that Nike is going to be doing on this parts department, uh, that the soles are really going to be that, you know, that, that, uh, crazy of a thing. So that should be, those should be relatively cheap. I would think the soles, but when it comes to the leather panels, maybe that's a different story. I, well, I mean, honestly, who knows? I, I have no clue. I have no background in this stuff, but I think it's interesting. I think it's dope. And I, I, I'm kind of, I'm excited to see where it actually, how it actually turns out. Yeah, this is going to be super interesting. I mean, Nike is in such a position right now as as a gigantic powerhouse, not only in the sneaker world, but in athleisure and athletics and marathon running and swimming. And dude, if it exists, Nike has their dick in it. All right, right. Um, it's just going to be really interesting to see all of the things that they might be able to put out in the next coming years to, um, you know, on their end, combat the issues that they're having with trademark infringement. Well, I mean, you, you almost wonder with as much money as they make, if it really is, you can even almost argue that like they don't, it, it helps their business more than it hurts their business. Yeah, I, I certainly think that the rep market and the and the customizer market does nothing but fuel the flame for Nike. Mm-hmm. It just like makes people want things more. I'm just like, I got to get that or I got to get something close. Yeah. Yeah. The incentive to do it is not that high, especially for a streetwear company or not streetwear, athleisure, you call it that, that. The incentive is just not that high to prevent these counterfeits. It's high on our side because we're collectors or we're people who really, you know, connoisseurs almost, savants. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's high on our side, but it, it really, uh, I don't know if it should be as high as high as it is on our side, but, you know, Nike doesn't, it just doesn't seem like it's really high on their priority list. The only time they're going to care about it is if they start to see a meaningful decline in their revenue. And I don't mean like, oh, no, we didn't sell, you know, somehow Nike posted losses in 2020. No, I don't. No. Yeah, like a seven, seven hundred million dollars or something like that. Really? It, it was something ridiculous. Oh, fell four percent. Fell four percent. Yep. So, okay. well, I mean, that that's probably I would bet that that has a lot to do with uh, COVID. I remember the stock sure. price dropped. I, I I predicted a forty dollar price target, and I missed that by a mile. I think I missed it by at least ten bucks. Um, but that was that was COVID, and it's funny because after COVID, uh, I hadn't even thought about it till I heard that interview with Dave Ortiz when he was saying someone asked him why his shoes didn't come out in twenty twenty. He said because of COVID, and right. I didn't really think that they pushed a lot of that stuff back, but apparently they did push quite a few different pairs back, like a full calendar year. So a lot right. of the stuff we're seeing now and the stuff that, that has been coming out now was actually slated to be, re- be released last year. It just, yeah, because I'm, I'm looking here, uh, you know, we're looking at a net loss for the fourth quarter of 2020 of $790 million. Yeah. Well, like, well there, there you go. But I mean, you're still making $40 billion a year, right? Right, yeah, it, well, net net income just for um, 
it was like 1.5 billion. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but again, I think Diglett said it real well. He, he said something like, you know, why, why lower the bar? You know, when you could sell a few extra, few, sell a few extra pairs when, if you just raise the bar and then suddenly you sell all of your pairs. And so he's basically saying, if you keep that level of exclusivity, people, people buy up, they'll gobble up anything that they can. If you mm -hmm. make it more, uh, if you put it out there more, like Adidas has, you see that shit just goes to sales racks. Sales racks. Exclusive exclusivity is gone. Uh, people don't want any part of it anymore. I haven't bought a pair of Adidas in two years. It's funny because I'm always looking at Adidas's man. I, there are so many dope pairs of Adidas's. I, I bought a pair of Alexander Wang uh, B-ball highs the other day. I like uh, those. Th there's so many dope pairs of Adidas's and. They get they don't get talked about at all anymore because of, um, you know, the only thing that seems to be floating them is really the 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 Yeezy wave and Yeezys are still, for whatever reason, they're still selling a lot and they're still going above market. But like, they just don't seem that exciting. Their 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 release and no one argues about their releases. No one argues about uh, whether or not they should produce more pairs. It's just it's they're 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 almost drama free and that's why they stay out of. That's why they stay out of, out of uh, you know, that's why people aren't buying them because they're almost drama-free at this point. Nike, that, full of drama. Oof, that is something I never would have made the connection to. I, it, it's just not a way I think about business or the way I think about sneakers. And just to think about Adidas as the conflict-free conflict -free sneaker company is like, fuck, you're kind of right, dude. Well, think about it. I mean, like, the, so Adidas had its first real big hit in the sneaker era with the ZX Flux. Right, and they That's did a cool shoe. It, it's a great shoe, right? And they they did it with this multicolor. Um, it was like a multicolor prism colorway. That was the big shoe that brought Adidas back from the dead, right? And uh, everyone was falling over themselves to get a pair of these shoes. And then they released like a monochrome version. And then what Adidas did was instead of taking that momentum, uh, they they created millions more pairs of that single shoe. And it was like, okay, now that there are 10 million pairs of these fucking shoes and you can find them at Adidas outlets for 30 bucks, no one wanted them anymore. And so it took people, I don't know, four years to realize that this is kind of what Adidas was doing. And they're still kind of doing it with the Yeezy 350. Like there have, there's got to be almost as many colorways of the Yeezy 350 V2 right now as there are of like Jordan 1 colorways. I mean, there are hundreds of fucking colors of this shoe. And I can't tell one from the next. Like if I see one that I like, like I know what that one is, but 90% of these fuck, these colorways, they're just like different shades of the exact same shoe. You know, yeah, like, it's like, dude, what's the difference between linen and cloud white, man? Linen, cloud white, clay, earth, like oat. Yeah. They're, they're all like green it's sand. Almost, this is, it's almost like a Portlandia <laughs> episode. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It's just it's different fucking earth tones of the same thing. And and I mean, I guess they're still selling, you know, and they still sell in resale. If you follow Sneaker Investor, you can still see he's making money off them. But like to me, like it's it's so boring. It's just so mm -hmm. like okay, do something new, bro. Like I like yeah. I like those ones that look like the spiders, you know, I think they're four fifties or whatever. I think that's dope. And it's gonna be interesting when they have uh Different colored sole with a different colored upper. I think that. Oh, you mean the ones that look like a soup dumpling? Yes, I actually like those. I think those look. Oh, I I gotta get the white pair. Yeah, they, I think there's gonna be some cool um, 
options of that, but like it's, it's the model they're going with is is really what Nike professes to do, which is accessibility. And they are making everything accessible. And it's uh, it's dope for consumers if you like them. Uh, it's not dope for collectors. Right. So I find Adidas's I like all the time, and I find them on super, super uh, deep sale. Like yeah, those. dude, I, I'm on Adidas's website right now. Adidas ZX Flux in white, they're 43 bucks. Yeah. That's like from Adidas directly. Those are $43. Yeah, and if you go into like an Adidas outlet, dude, you go in there and they, they got like buy three, get one free. Buy two, get I've, one free. They got, I've never seen an Adidas outlet. Oh, dude, they're out here on the West Coast, man. I mean, I, I would go into places and, and just scoop up like, you know, 10. Uh, one time I scooped up 10 pairs of reflective Stan Smith uh black black stan smiths for uh, 20 bucks a piece 10 pairs of them i mean i sold each pair for like 80 to 100 bucks a piece but it was like when when they're ready to move on from something their sales they do yeah their their sales are incredible yo so, puma's like that too well puma puma never i don't think i mean shout out to mr red king who you know i've, I've always enjoyed talking with him on the gram he's a he's like the only guy i know who collects puma but puma never was able to really scrape the, the the collector surface. No, I mean there's a handful of pairs that people love with resale, especially like the Jeff Staple pairs. But for the most part, like no one really checks for Pumas in the states. No, no, I'm not. I mean they're they're trying to do all these collabs and shit recently. Like they got a Harry Bow collab coming up, some fucking gummy bear Clydes and like. Yeah, it, it's 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 almost like a. You know, forgive the, 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 I'm not meaning for this to sound like a, a insult, but it's almost like it's a bootleg version of Adidas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Reebok too. I, I like, I put, I put Reebok and Puma in the same exact area. Like now that Allen Iverson's not really the popularity he was at, you know, I did, that's all bootleg Nike and Adidas to me. Well, the, so the, the thing about Adidas and Puma, there were, I think they're um, two different shoe companies started by by brothers who who were um, just brothers who who couldn't get along. Really? So yeah, I think they're both German companies. Uh, I think they're the Dossler brothers. Um, one of them. Was say, yeah, he was Addy Dossler, and yeah, that's and why he is. Yeah, and then Puma is another one of the Dossler brothers, and they just didn't get along, and that's why their shoes are, are similar. A lot of their flagship models are similar. Um, but they're not the same. Reebok, on the other hand, Reebok had a real moment in the '90s, and they were releasing some real crazy shit. You know, the Shacks, the um, what's his name, fucking Sean Kemp's, the the Frank Thomases, uh, the Emmett Smiths. I mean, they had a real moment with a lot of that stuff, and uh, they got to their height with Allen Iverson. And, and my, I mean, like I like Allen Iverson. I, I was actually kind of partial to Stefan Marbury because I really. I liked his story a little bit better and I had a more, I, I had more of a connection to New York than I did uh, Virginia. Um, right. But watching how Reebok has just, I mean, I can't believe that that's still the show that they're, they're going with every single time, you know, and it's kind of a bummer uh, just because I, I'm not like a huge fan of that shoe, but like that is the, it's like the only shoe that they have is the, the question. And they just release it re-release it re 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 re-release it re 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 re-release the release of the releases from the original i mean it's just it's never fucking ending with that shoe and it, it, 
I don't know. There are a handful of Reeboks that I like as well. DMX Run 10s. Uh, I do like um, a couple pairs of the AIs, the AI, uh, the, the answers. Um, the, I think they're called question fours. I'm not sure, but yeah, the, they really um, had a moment. And if you follow Nick Engvall, he wrote a, a, an essay on him on his outside the box uh, newsletter a while back. Um, he's really a big fan of, of what Reebok has done, uh, but their leadership um, leadership has just kind of failed them. So, um, but Nike, you know, to bring it back and bring the conversation back to where it was, Nike is really good at just staying in the news and just staying on people's, people's mouths. And, you know, as long as you're in the news, whether it's good or bad, I mean, you're going to make sales. And Nike is always in the news, so I don't think they have to worry. That concludes lecture for today. Um, guys, subscribe to the newsletter, thesneakersavant.substack.com. Follow us on Instagram at thesneakersavant and at shoof underscore underscore Cohen. You can stay up to date with our businesses at 1TO Stock, 1 to Stock, and at by Shoof. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Stay classy, Planet Earth.